0: And welcome back to Lucha, Bianca. Um, Today's episode, I will sort of try to wing it. (laughs) Um, There is something that I want to talk about in regards to my personal spiritual path and organized religion. And the first two episodes, I had sort of a script going or at least some notes jotted down. But for this episode, um, I just, I just want to say what's on my heart, however it comes out. So between dogs barking in the background and my pauses and trying to recollect my thoughts, um, I hope that you'll forgive me <laughs> for possibly rambling on a little bit, but I feel that I really couldn't put much in writing, Um, Yeah, so we'll see how it goes and I hope it resonates with you. Before I dive in, I want to say I hope you had a good week. For myself personally, it's been a long tiring week, but I'm grateful for everything I was able to get done, I was able to do writing for an anthology I'll be publishing. I was able to connect with friends, um, do my meditation, do some studying, and also work my main marketing job. So, even though it's been long and tiring, it's been productive. I also want to say a quick thank you to all who subscribe to this show. Um, this is only the third podcast, but um, I have already received, um, you know, some really good feedback. So I just want to say thank you, and um, I hope you stick around, and I hope that each episode you find a message that resonates with you. That is really my goal for this podcast. I mean, the main goal, the very first reason for it, is I need an outlet, and I'm a creative being and podcasting. Um, is sort of my newest creative outlet. Where I want to document, I want to, yeah, I want to document my thoughts and and my words and, you know, just sort of immortalize them and and put them out into the world. There is so much power in words, you know, and you probably already know that. You know, if you say an unkind word, you can't take it back because there's so much power in words, and I feel that not only it's going to be good for me to vocalize all these thoughts and emotions and opinions that I have and that I discover during this journey, but the power of my words may end up reaching you too. And you may be someone in need, and you might need to hear my words in that exact moment. Maybe you're struggling with something, and you need to know you're not alone. I know that in times of confusion and pain, I tend to seek out other people with similar experiences it makes you feel less alone and less broken. So again, if this resonates with you and um, you want to stick around, make sure to subscribe and I promise you that every single week we'll have a new topic which I hope will inspire you and allow you to be the best version of yourself. Speaking of being the best version of yourself and struggling and needing to know that you're not the only one who feels a certain way, I want to touch on the topic of religion. Um, And I will begin by saying I absolutely support anyone's religion. I believe that the beautiful thing about religion is that we all can follow whatever we want. So whether you're Christian, you're pagan, Buddhist, it doesn't matter to me. As long as it makes you happy, as long as it resonates with you, and as long as it doesn't harm anyone else, then your religion isn't wrong. It just has to work for you, in your life, in your world. But there are people out there who, like me, find it hard to stick to only one religion and one creed and one belief. So I think this episode is going to resonate really well with people who, like me, are more in the gray area. So personally, I have touched on this before, but I was a cradle-born Catholic uh, super devout Christian for many, many years. Um, you know, I taught Sunday school. I read the Bible several times and went to mass every single Sunday on holy holidays. I was very much a part of that world, and i I am not here to bash it in any way, shape or form because um I still honor some practices from the Christian and even Catholic faith, but I changed. I discovered that my spiritual path is having a different relationship with God than the one, a structured faith, tells me to have. So all of this led me to start investigating what was missing from my old relationship with the divine. So every time I I personally prayed to God, I had a really hard time Um, imagining him being this old man with a beard, watching and judging us sternly. You know, I just, I tried to hide it for a very long time, but I just ended up not being able to deny the pull I had to nature, the spiritual world, energy, and yes, even the metaphysical Not to mention, by the way, my lifelong obsession and fascination with the moon and its cycles and how they affect me so deeply. So, I did what I recommend everyone should do. If you are uncertain or feel stuck or something just doesn't feel right in the current path you're on, I went exploring. I asked myself questions and I asked myself some difficult questions. What was not working in my current faith system? What had been ingrained in me versus what my heart and spirit truly believe? What had been my motivation for going to church every single Sunday? Guilt and shame or true love and understanding? So I'm not saying it's easy, especially if you're used to following a set religion, a set path for so many years, and maybe even creating this structured environment, not only for yourself, but for your partner and your kids. You know, it's sort of a lifestyle. Being part of a religion is a lifestyle. So it is hard to suddenly have these really difficult questions. But nonetheless, I asked them, and I I allowed myself to explore the different poles to nature, to working with crystals, and even oracle cards. I began reading books on supernatural and energy work, magic, manifestation. I started devouring all these different podcasts about all these topics, and I learned a lot. I learned something completely new completely new and completely different than what I had been practicing and I had been taught all of my life. And what I found is that I loved it because I resonated with it so much more than the old faith system. So I'm not saying that it's an overnight thing. I'm not saying you suddenly will ask yourself some questions in the next week You'll have all the answers. But it is a wonderful journey to be able to sit down with yourself and say, what isn't working? What do I really believe about God or about the universe or about the divine? What do I really believe about the Bible? Um, What do I really believe about, you know, going to church and how I live my life? So, During my studies, I ended up coming across a wonderful book. It's called Crystal Paganism by Joyce and River Higginbotham. And it's basically a book about an inclusive path and an inclusive study of Christianity and paganism. And I felt immediately drawn to it. And again, this is my personal path. And I am not trying to push it on you um, I'm not trying to say that everyone should be mingling interfaith systems or be pagan or Christian or do magic or whatever. What I'm saying is, I think you should do what feels right to you. And if we go back to my universal truths of us being divinely entitled, we are entitled to ask questions and we're entitled to question our beliefs. So when I started reading this book, I realized that I have a lot of pagan beliefs, and uh, I'm just really attracted, attracted to the to the pagan lifestyle and beliefs. Now, paganism actually kind of resonated with me even on a more personal level because um, it, it gives you the right to examine any belief system without judgment, and it encompasses a lot of different. Faith systems or beliefs in different gods, um, or maybe no gods, and just in nature basically it gives you the right um, to choose whatever path you feel is right for you. So, again, when I read that, I felt relieved. You know, I felt like I was finally able to seek my own understanding of religion, or not even religion, because sometimes I hate that word. <laughs> but just your spiritual lifestyle. So, how did I how do I incorporate crystal paganism in my life? Well, first I want to say that I'm still early on in my stages and as I keep practicing and as I keep learning more, I I will share that with you. And I will give you a little bit of a highlight on how I live my crystal paganism lifestyle, but I just I feel that there is no right or wrong way to worship. There is no right or wrong way to follow a spiritual path. So what what I do and practice in my lifestyle with um Crystal Paganism may not be right for you or someone else. These are just some ideas and some inspiration if you are open-minded to it. Um but Again, I urge you to follow your own path. I feel that a lot of times we are raised in an environment, and even as adults, we have ingrained in us that things have to be a certain way. You're either Catholic or Baptist or Lutheran or Buddhist or Muslim or Jewish, and this is the way it is. Again, if that works for you, that's wonderful, and don't change it but don't struggle if you're in the gray area don't don't think your yourself as as a guilty person or someone who is turning their back on on their god or on their you know divine path you're just simply a human being who's exploring and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that so some days i still have old bouts of guilt you know the whole catholic guilt of basically gloom and doom (laughs) because that's a lot of it (laughs) a lot of the um in my personal opinion that's that's how i i was um taught to believe god to be um just this vengeful god who was ready to pounce on you for the smallest thing you did wrong so yeah you know i am in my 30s and some days it is really hard to sit on my pagan altar i'm not going to lie you know some days it's really hard to look at my crystals because i have been told and i have read how it is so wrong how it is a sin and evil but the point is you have to persevere and you have to be true to yourself because at the end of the day only you can decide what kind of relationship you want to have with the universe with god goddess whatever so again from day to day um I try to incorporate Christianity and paganism in a few different ways. For one, I'm always um ready to acknowledge God more as a spirit, as an entity. The way I see God is genderless. I refuse to believe that God is just a male uh being. I feel that you know, he has he has been assigned a gender, but to me personally, um he's Neither female or male, or maybe he's both; he's a light, and we were made in his image. We are light, we are spiritual beings, so my view of God it has changed from the old old Christian belief that he's this you know bearded guy sitting on a cloud watching down um to basically being a divine spirit um that created everything that we see and everything that we are. And when I look at it from that perspective, it it is love. It is love, compassion, kindness, beauty. It's not a stern, mean, vengeful God anymore. When I look at the divine, when I look at God as a light, as a spirit that moves, you know, ebbs and flows like the water, it just seems... To resonate more with the way the earth is and love is and, you know, kindness and everything beautiful in life. And I choose to believe that everything is beautiful. So that has changed in the way I pray. I don't often call God, God. Um, I call him divine light, divine spirit or creator. I feel more aligned saying that. And I also do have an altar. So on my altar, I do have a rosary. And um, I oftentimes have a crucifix um, to remind me of the sacrifice um, that Jesus has done and that he was a prophet. I do acknowledge that still in my faith. And um, I do feel very much aligned with that. However, I don't feel aligned with just worshipping you know this this great creator and yet not acknowledging spirits or not acknowledging crystal work and not acknowledging divination I think that those are spiritual things that were put on earth as tools made by the divine creator so to say that those are sinful or not real it just denies the entire essence of the divine creator in the first place Crystals and herbs, they were all made by this divine presence. So how can it be bad? Divine presence is love and light. So how can crystals be evil? I don't believe essentially in good and evil in the same way I used to think about it. I think about intention being the biggest keyword in worshiping or practicing your faith or belief system, and just anything in life in general. I don't believe that things are either good or bad. I think it just depends on your intention behind it. So if you are using herbs to hurt someone and do a spell, you know, to cause misfortune to someone, then I would say that that is a bad thing. So, you know, it doesn't matter. That's up to you what you want to do with it. But in my personal opinion, I don't want to mess with that because I don't want to hurt anyone. But if I use herbs and crystals and stuff like that, that the earth and the divine presence has given us to maybe heal someone or maybe to calm down a bout of depression or anxiety I'm dealing with, then that intention is good and pure and light. So how can that be wrong? How can anything with a good loving intention be wrong? So... I do also believe that the presence of the divine, of God, is um, present in every single thing. Therefore, I am known around my house as the hippie tree hugger because I literally believe that the essence of God resides inside a tree. Any tree. All trees. So much like the pagan lifestyle, I do find nature to be a shrine i do not believe anymore in the constraints of being in a building and saying that that is the holy place for you to worship i believe that we can worship anywhere at any time and i believe the biggest most beautiful and most authentic church that we could ever visit is the outdoors the earth itself We have signs of the divine creations right in front of us, the beautiful sky, the moon, the sea, the earth, the trees. Those are the icons that provide us with a reminder just how wonderful the divine has made everything in the world. So unlike many Christian denominations, I do not go to church anymore. And I, for a long time, had a really big problem saying that. I'm not going to lie. But I've finally come to the point where I don't feel guilty about it anymore because I feel so aligned. Do you guys hear my, my dogs howling in the background? <laughs> that would really have bothered me in the, in the old me, but now I'm just roll with the punches. So the nature of belief itself and what you what your beliefs are they need to be reassessed are your beliefs because someone has raised you to believe in that or because you feel it calling you and it really resonates with you i think that's a really important question to ask yourself don't you don't you think you owe it to yourself to know exactly why you do what you do why do you worship what you worship or how you worship so I can go on and on and share more of the pagan path and all of that. And if you do want to ask me any questions about it, um, or if you want me to do another episode that dives deeper into it, I can definitely do that. But really, the entire point of this episode today is that it's okay to be in the gray area. It's okay not to want to label yourself a specific religion. It's okay if you want to take a little bit from here and a little bit from there. Yes, I know it's highly debatable. What I just said is going to piss off a lot of people. It's going to piss off a lot of people. Because many of us have known for, or thought or believed for a long time that there's only one truth. There's only one way. There's only one path. So... Yes, those stuck in that belief are going to argue with this. You can't choose some things from one faith and some from the other. You can't choose some things from the Bible and then think other ones are not wrong. But okay, you don't have to do that if that's what truly speaks to you. If you're hard set on just one truth, one way, one path to be the right one for you, then by all means follow it. But My call today is for those of you who don't feel that way. They don't feel right anymore in that one strict path. And I'm giving you permission not to feel guilty. I'm giving you permission to continue to be kind and loving to yourself because it's totally okay to question. It's part of the human experience. In fact, if you're questioning the way you practice your faith system, it means that you're spiritually awakening. You are spiritually growing. And that's exactly what we're all meant to do. We are supposed to grow and improve and become better versions of ourselves. And unless you question and find out the path that is completely right for you, you will never be the best version of yourself. So just for today, if you are stuck in a little gray area, remember that you have a choice. You can take many different paths. You can explore. Give yourself permission to do that. Don't let anyone tell you that you're wrong or you're going to hell for it. The truth is you have an individual relationship with the divine and it's going to be very different than what mine looks like and what your neighbor's looks like and what your mother's looks like. And that's the beauty of it. Why would you want to have the same exact relationship that your parents or your siblings or your friends have with the divine don't you want to be special don't you want it to be unique and different and personalized between the two of you the universe wants to be in a partnership with you based on who you are so with that If you have any um, suggestions, questions, make sure to um, email me. I will put my email in the show notes. Also, if you want to continue chatting about this topic, you can go on my Instagram, which is Luce, L-U-C-E, Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A, on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I think I said that already. (laughs) And then um, on Facebook, it's also Luce Bianca. And, um, just go ahead and like the pages, follow us there and, you know, continue the conversation and see if it stirs anything in you. See if it brings up some questions or some feelings, some, some instincts. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for being here today and keep shining your light because the world needs you. Bye.